Welcome to Zenergy, the interactive podcast providing resources for building a better life. I am Zen Ashe, your catalyst coach and conduit to that better life. A coach draws out hidden potential in a subject. A catalyst sparks change and a conduit provides a connection. So we, all of us in this room and everybody out there, we all start off as like a microscopic seed and egg, something so small you could hold it in the palm of your hand. But unlike a tree, that seed for a tree, we don't grow automatically. We actually have to work at growth. Mm. And sometimes we need a little bit of help. And so that's what Zenergy is about. It's about providing you with resources for building a better life, especially in times of stress like we are in right now with COVID. And that's why I started this because I found I needed some resources to help me stay on track. And I figured out that people probably out there needed it too. So I am, as I said, your catalyst, your conduit, your coach. And today I am connecting you to two wonderful people that I have in the studio with me. I have DK, David Christopher. Say hi to the people. Man, what's going on? What's going on? Awesome. And I have Tay-Tay Morris, who's one of my favorite comedians in the city of Houston. She is going to make us laugh today. So say hi to the people. Hi, people. (laughs) Awesome. And we are going to be talking about ambitious beliefs tonight. I know it's COVID, but that does not mean that you have to give up your ambition. That does not mean your beliefs have to change about where you can go and who you can be. You know, we can stay focused on our goals even when we have obstacles that we have to face. And so that's what we're going to be talking about. They're going to be talking about their journey as artists and telling you what they have going on and just how they stay motivated. Cause hopefully I believe that we can all learn from each other mm-hmm. and that the greatest resource we have is each other and the stories of people who are just like us, but actually finding ways to overcome and ways to succeed. And so ambition You know, sometimes people think ambition is a bad thing, but I don't think it is. I think ambition is what makes you want to be the best that you can be. Mm. Not necessarily stepping on anybody or trying to to compare yourself to other people, but trying to be better than you were the day before. You know, I remember Matthew McConaughey. He's an actor, and he was given a speech. He had just won an award, and he said somebody asked him who his role model was. And he said, let me get back to you about that. And he said, finally, he came up with his role model is who he was going to be 10 years in the future. Mm. And then they asked him 10 years in the future, the same person said, okay, well, who's your role model now? And he's like, the person I'm going to be 10 years in the future. And he was like, I'm always going to be striving to be this person that I'm not yet but this person I see in my head and I'm always going to be trying to go for this highest expression, this perfect self-expression, you know, for myself. And I thought that was really powerful to imagine yourself 10 years in the future and then think, okay, that's my role model. I want to be that person and keep that vision in your mind. I thought that was really, it was something, you know, cause I always thought who's my role model. I don't know. Oprah, Maya Angelou, you know, Harriet Tubman, Ruby D, you know, those were the women that came to mind, just really strong and focused and talented and, and ambitious. But it never occurred to me it could be me 10 years in the future. So that was kind of a shift in my mind. I was like, wow, what would I be like 10 years in the future? Mm-hmm. I began to kind of think about that. And, and um, I was listening to this, audiobook called the law of attraction Mm. 
and they said to write a wouldn't it be wonderful if list like just a a wildest dreams list wouldn't it be wonderful if I was a billionaire wouldn't it be wonderful if I had a billion downloads of my song wouldn't it be wonderful I mean just these wildest things because the whole point was if you can expand your beliefs then you can expand your experience you know and people say shoot for the stars because if you miss them at least you'll hit the moon right. you know so I thought that was kind of cool so I'm gonna start with Tay Tay and I wanted you to kind of tell us what what ambition means to you and and of course we're gonna want you to give us some of your amazing comedy you know as you get on the mic but what does ambition mean to you you ain't had to put me on the mic like that at first. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my um, state ambition, ever since I was younger, I've always been a character. Mm-hmm. So my mom always told me, you're going to be something out of life. And I always, everywhere I go, if a person feel down, I can just say anything and brighten them up. So I'm more like a natural comedian. I don't write nothing. I just go with people's action. So that's why I chose ambition, because I am a type of female. I just go for it. And wherever life takes me is where I end up. So I'm more, you can say, outgoing, outspoken. And uh, I just like to just keep it moving. And I think I was put on this earth for a reason, and that's my reason. And no matter how you're feeling, I can just turn it around. And I just say things, and it just be funny. And then sometimes I can take things that I'm telling you the truth about it, and it, it comes out funny, but it, it, I actually be serious about it. So that's why I chose ambition. I'm, I'm, I don't stop until I get it. Mm, I like that. I don't stop until I get it. Yeah. You know, um, I think it was Les Brown, and he was talking about his son. They were playing checkers or Connect Four or something, and he was playing with his son, and, and the son lost. And he was like, you know, I'm tired. Let's go to bed. And his son said, no, we're not stopping until I win. (laughs) (laughs) That's ambition. So that's what that reminded me of when you said it. And and he, he, even though he was tired, he played with his son until his son won because he was like, if he takes that attitude out into the world that I'm not stopping until I win, man, he's going to be unstoppable because he, you hit him this way with an obstacle, he's going to find a way to go over it, around it, beside it, beneath it. He's going to find a way to get around it because his attitude is I'm not stopping until I win. You know, so that's a powerful thing. So let's pretend you at the show. You know, we're going to call you up to the mic. I'm not Kay. I am not Kay. I miss her because she's so amazing, you know, but I'm going to tell you how I saw you the first time. I was, uh, this was at least two years ago. So I was at Showtime. I was coming for a Sunday night show. Slim the Poet was doing poetry, and she brought us all outside the venue. And there was probably 25 people there that night. And we had Leo Rich. Right. We had a bunch of, bunch of comics, the word Matician. Um, who else was there? I don't know, a bunch of people. And uh, Sadiddy Kitty was there. I remember that. Um, Ebony Ignited Inc. was there. I think her stage name is something else, but I know that's one of her names. And then you were there, and you were in your work clothes and everything, you know? (laughs) 
and you got up on the mic and I almost fell out of my chair. I was laughing so hard. I was just, oh, it was so funny. And I was like, wow, okay. And it was funny because at that time, I wasn't even thinking about starting a show. I was just performing. And then later I was like, I got to reach out to that, to that woman. What was her name? And then Leo Rich posted that same video from, from Showtime on his page. I was like, that's her. That's her. Let me call her. Let me. I, so I think I texted you, DM'd you on Facebook Messenger. And I was like, I have a show I would love for you to come out and do some comedy. And you came out and, and we've been working together ever since. And, and you, uh, like I said, it's always a pleasure when you hit the mic. So we're going to pretend Facebook audience, you know, virtually you guys can put your hands together. We're going to bring Tay Tay up to the mic. So we're going to just, Tay Tay, Tay Tay. All right. Bring her up, bring her up. All right. So y'all, y'all show got quiet. (laughs) (laughs) They got quiet. Y'all, they read. Okay. So for instance, what you said, you did hit me up. Okay, it, this I don't answer anonymous uh, messages. Mm-hmm. I was scared to open it, you mm-hmm. know, because you know my wife, and, and I ain't want no unknown woman, you know, hitting me up. So I wanted to open, but I didn't open it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was scared. You know, you know now you know when you're scared, it's a different than scared and scared. Scared. Mm-hmm. scared, you better be scared because you know you're in trouble. Right. So <laughs> I went there and I was like, I was like, who's this? And no, I ain't gonna do it because I know I ain't out there doing nothing. I ain't got no. We talked for a while and everything. But so we moved on along with that. I done brought Moses from the Bible and everything. I'm going straight to hell. Mm-hmm. I already know this coming when my day comes. I'm, I'm going. So I already know what I'm going to recite when I get there. I'm going to have to ask the Lord to forgive me now. So therefore, y'all remember when we was little. We don't. We didn't know no better when we was little. We was like about five or six. And you got your next old neighbor, but not the one next to you. Mm-hmm. And your mom and that kid cooking, and she might run out of rice, right? Mm-hmm. And she'll go, get that cup right there and go down there and tell Miss Mary, send me a cup of rice, and I'll give it back to her when I go to the grocery store, right? Mm-hmm. And you going on down there with that cup, right? And you don't know no better. You going down there, get that cup of rice, you come on out. But I ain't going to do it now. You know mm-hmm. why? Because I'm being embarrassed. I don't want to pass by there and say, oh, Lord, what this child want now? Cause I come, I'm gonna come out of there and act like I'm drinking that rice. Cause I don't want nobody to know. You know they had that barbecue going on. Girl, I don't want nobody to know I came there, got that cup of rice. I'm gonna be drinking that rice. You know, but you be embarrassed now. But you know how things go. Okay, and then I helped came to know when we go through the drive-through. We rewrite words like everybody see it say what a burger. Mm. We take our black self through there and go. I like a Whataburger Junior. Where do you see water yet in there? It's not in that there. Is, is you true. thirsty. That's, that's so Just true. tell them people give you some water. Stop playing. You don't want the number one. You want some water. <laughs> that sign say what a burger. Just like they like. They didn't say water, water a burger. burger. Exactly. I say water burger every time I'm telling you. You, you got too. it right. I say it. I say it. Stop doing that. If you thirsty, just tell them give you a cup on through the drive through going on through because you know you ain't got no money. Mm. And then you got all them friends. You know y'all go to the club at night. Y'all done spent all your money in the club, right? Mm. You can tell when they broke. Okay. Can't you tell when they broke? Mm. How? They go to pat in their pockets. I know I had. Wait, <laughs> I, wait a minute. I know I had. And they slowly wait. look up at and you. And then they slowly look. 
girl, did I give you my $10 bill when you went to that bar? You know you ain't had no money when you went there. Say your broke self at home. Mm. And then you you text the next one, girl, let me borrow $20 till I get paid. I'm going to give it back. Mm. But guess what happened? What happened? If you die, you're going to still be older than me. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to be at your door. I know when the first come in and the third. People get checks on the 10th and the 25th. I know I'm going to be at your door. I want my $20. All right. All right. I want it. You, you understood what I'm saying? I, mm. I hear you. I hear you. And so, okay, about the COVID-19. Mm. Mm. Why do we ride with a mask on in the car with ourselves? Good question. <laughs> Why? Good question. I pull up on the side of this dude. He had a whole face mask on by himself. I'm letting that listen to the music. I look over there and him. He's looking at me. I say, <laughs> That's the truth. He look at me. I was like, maybe because, I don't know. See, That's most times I take mine off as soon as I come out the store because uh, it's like a bra. Like when you walk through the door, it's like the first thing you want to take off is your bra, you know. The mask is kind of like but the bra. Kobe you brought know? life to us. Mm. Kobe 19 brought life. That's when you know that your breath is funky. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you realize why your friends, them, always stood back from you while you talk. Because mm. you put that mask over there and it fogged up, mm. it ain't good. Mm. It ain't good. You got some action going on. You got some slow rhythmics going on up in there. And you just up there, I don't know why my mask fogging up, girl. It ain't close up. It ain't winter mint, baby. No, ma'am. Because I done seen it happen. They had a mask on. They be talking, how you doing? I be like, damn, it done fogged all up up here. <laughs> that breath is hot. And then you, and then it be so crucial. They don't have the mask on the nose. They have it on the lips. Mm. What is the purpose of that? They I don't teach know. you in school. You got your eyes, your nose, and your mouth. They say put it on your mouth and nose. They not your mouth. So they be like this here, looking at you. <laughs> and I be like, why are you looking at me? You got it on the wrong spot, baby. You up here. So it does happen. Mm. And baby, they be ready. They had they had this, this stern wheel twelve to two. And they just be in their body cell. And it be me just have to look. And I be like, ain't nobody in the car with me. I'm going to take my mask off. But they be, I'm talking about be having the mask on. They just be afraid of their own breath. You know what I'm saying? I never thought of that. That's, that's a new perspective on it. Ain't me. it crazy? That's crazy. It was one time I pulled up and the dog had a mask on. Oh, my goodness. Yes, little Fifi was in the man lab. He had a little small mask on. Oh, he my had little goodness. puppy paws on it. <laughs> yes. I didn't know they and, made masks for dogs. And I the didn't owner know looked either. just like the dog. They mm. say the dog and the owner look alike, don't they? Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. a little poodle had a little, little mohawk on it. Well, you know, they call it their children. You know what I'm saying? And they look just like Because like, <laughs> he had specks of missing hair up there. So I said, mm-hmm. well, then mm-hmm. the wind was blowing and... He had a mask on the dog, too. I just, you know, I, I'm not getting up on COVID-19, baby, because we just re, we just doing too much. Why did you got that mask on in the car by yourself? Mm. I'm going to write a law about that. Mm. Mm. Unless you get in your own self, COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say. I hear you. I remember we were at the aisles, and you talked about a Christmas party that you went to. 
Mm-hmm. You remember that story? Mm-hmm. Mm, tell us that story because that story was funny. Girl, no, it was my tree. Oh, it was okay. my Christmas tree. Okay, I couldn't eat no sugar, mm. so I got me a sugar cane tree. Mm. Okay, and I fixed it up like a Christmas tree. Okay, mm. and I ate every leaf every day. <laughs> and my wife said, "Why is it water in the bottom of that pot? It was from me slobbing on it every day. Mm. Every day I would get up and go sing a lullaby about that Christmas tree." I was <laughs> I had a sugar cane tree. Sugar cane tree. Yeah. I had a sugar cane tree. That is real. Yes, I did. It was real. It was. It had presents underneath everything. Everything. Baby, I want diabetes. I did. I was shaking. <laughs> and you told us about your boss. <laughs> yes, I used to go and steal me a baked potato. Mm-hmm. One of them big baked potatoes. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to answer the phone. And every time I get caught, cheese just running everywhere. <laughs> Where did you work? Uh, I was working at uh, it was, uh, driving the tanker trucks. Uh-huh. And so I was supposed to be in, taking care of them people's business. I'm at the barbecue place. Getting the baked potato. Get caught every time. Extra bricks. Yes, with extra cheese on it. Oh. Oh, they're just making me hungry now. She's going to get some shrimp. Took my car. I, I told you, she, uh, she better bring you some shrimp back. I actually, mm. she know I was hungry. <laughs> I don't know how people can read your mind and say you hungry. Hey, that's a My belly didn't it. growl not one time. Mm. But she knew. Uh, I ain't talking to you neither. <laughs> and then you told us that your boss came up to you at the Christmas party. He was Mersty. Oh, my goodness. What's Mersty? Oh, it's when right guard turned left, secret tell it all, <laughs> speed stick, speed up. That type of musty. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Yeah. He was a cowboy sharp. Mm. What's that mean? Funky. Mm. Mm-hmm. He raised his arm up. I was like, ooh, he was too legit to quit. Mm. Mm-mm. 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 He, said, I'm so, he, he said, I'm so glad you working with us. I said, yeah, put your arm down. Yeah, you know how your expression <laughs> on your face look? You know, you know how you get that expression on your face? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all you can say is, mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. You just don't look at them. Right. You just don't. So in that Christmas stocking, did you get you some deodorant? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it's going to take. Yeah. And, y'all ever, and y'all ever had somebody just plop down next to you and all the smell just, just comes straight on out? Just whiff. Mm, mm, and you, and mm. Especially when you're in a place like a like a building or something. Mm. And they just come. <laughs> and see that, that smell just. Just, just uplift your spirits. It stays around. You're yes. just like. Yes. Oh and they be like, how you doing? Like, I was doing mm. fine before mm. you said Nathan. Exactly. Mm. And the seat look like when they get up, it didn't fold it up. Cause it just, <laughs> yes. And you know that seat is hard. <laughs> the cushion just unfolded up in the middle. Up. You look at it, it got a straight crease in it. Cause <laughs> they, it, the booty just unfolded up. <laughs> Increase it. And you hope they drawers don't come out the middle of it. Because they be stuck in there, baby. Stuck. Don't do it. Oh, that's horrible. Yes. People appear ain't got nothing out of no. it. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. 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 You said, mm-hmm. we, we know. What? Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they see. Like. That's what they see. It's like that seat look like it just want to kick, just kick them right in it. Mm. Yes. And it look like the leg just starts splitting on its own. And you be like, baby, that chair ain't safe. Mm. 
chill giver. The chair, sweet secret, yes. telling you no, get yes. off. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And then you know when they try to bag up, the seat just starts sliding. They know it for a reason. Mm. Mm. It's already dictating the booty smell. Mm. <laughs> Not every wash their butt, but no. they're good, man. COVID nineteen making people wash their butt. Cause you know what? I went in the store and actually did a video. <laughs> they took everything but except the medicine. Except, I swear to God. They took everything but self-medicine. This is what you need. Right. They left everything they, they need. Left. You need the mucinex, the Tylenol. They left all that. Left all that. They got toilet tissue. I guess they're going to eat the toilet tissue. <laughs> okay. And I guess they're going to eat the paper towel. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't find no paper towel. No, the paper. you could not. But so, why seriously? you didn't take the medicine? And then when they start realizing that they, they left medicine? all the toilet tissue in the paper towel and took all the medicine. And then they hit the vitamin aisle because all the vitamin C and echinacea and golden seed, that was, that's what went next, all the, all the vitamins for your, all your respiratory stuff. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And I know you have some thoughts about these parents, these millennial mamas. Girl, girl. These millennial mama partied with us. Mm. Back in the day, you ain't finna party with us. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I, when I was growing up, my mama put a list on her refrigerator, and this is what she wants you to do. Mm-hmm. But then she also, there's one thing she didn't want you to do is go in her room. Mm, right. But right. she will fix the door and put a pillow where she know you've been in that room. Right, right. I right, think right. that's the first time in my life I learned how to read a, a measurement on a ruler. <laughs> Baby, I used to go steal me some money. Mm-hmm. Y'all, my dad don't lie. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't do that, sir. Yes. He, he, he don't lie. Yes. Yes. But <laughs> you you get a note on the door and say, take the trash out. Right. Don't answer the phone. Right. Right. And then you had a distinctive ring. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't call ID, wasn't popular. You had that phone that didn't have a call ID on. Right. Like that big old, big old phone. Just, yeah. Just one. So she she gonna let it ring a couple of times, but you pick it up before then, you know you're in trouble when you get home, right? Right. Okay. Then they got the neighbors watching you too, right? Right. So that's what kind of life I'm telling you about. Then you had the swivel switch, right? Mm-hmm. You ever got a woman with a swivel switch? Mm-mm. Oh, they say switch that. It's just like a whip. It just around the corner. <laughs> she just sit here in one place, and she gonna hit you six times in one whip. One whip. Yeah, that's why I said I know how Jesus felt. Wow. Yes. 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 <laughs> And then everybody's refrigerator was brown. Mm. <laughs> we just got color refrigerators. Or, or uh, what was that, that hot honey mustard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yes, it was. Okay, this, that's, that's me on more comedy. I like to do life type of things. Like, when you were getting in trouble, it was funny then. But as you get older, you think about it, it was funny then. Yeah, it was fun. And my sons, right now, they be telling stories about me, you know. Like my son, one time, I'm a teacher. And so every now and then, there would be those times when uh, I would be home, but my son wouldn't know I was home, right? So my son decided one morning, the teacher teaches off, you know, it was staff development day or something. We didn't have to go till later. So my son is in the room. Throwing a temper tantrum. Now, he know I don't let him do that. Throwing a temper tantrum. And I poked my husband. I was like, uh, does he do this? 
And it's like, yeah, every now and then he don't want to get up. So he be in there screaming and hollering about getting up, fussing with his brother. I was like, oh, really? So I went right next door, opened the room door, looked in. He thought, you know, you would have looked at his face and thought that he saw death at the door. <laughs> he stopped every, he stopped right in the middle of his screaming. <laughs> totally still. And then he decided to run out the room, run into the kitchen. And I'm walking. It's my house. Where you going to go? You got to come back here. You know, he going to run into the kitchen and I walk to the kitchen. And he decides he want to run back in his room. At least you could have ran outside. But he runs back in his room. Man, he trapped himself. And my sons were laughing. He was like, you ran in there and you trapped yourself. She just closed the door and beat your body. (laughs) He was like, I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking. I was just so shocked to see her. <laughs> My son never threw a temper tantrum again. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Not a temper tantrum. Mm. No, not a temper tantrum. Did you ever never throw a temper tantrum? No, not with my mama. No, no, mm. no, no. My dad was faithful with it. No. He'll pull that belt off. <laughs> my grandmama did not even have to. She didn't. I don't think she owned a belt. She just would raise that eyebrow. When she raised the eyebrow, you would stop whatever. You didn't, might not even know what you were doing, but you would just stop. You wouldn't say another word. You wouldn't move until the eyebrow went down. Right. Because I never wanted to see my grandmother get mad. My grandmother never raised her voice, never heard her cuss. I just never wanted to see it because it was just scary. Just she would be so quiet. She would just look at you, and you would be like, Whatever I'm doing, I'm going to stop. I don't know how they put that fear in us. But my grandmother never, she never had to do anything except put that eyebrow up. And we stopped. We stopped whatever we were doing. Uh, My grandmother had to switch on top of the refrigerator. (laughs) 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 She would whoop me. And then (laughs) when my folks would come pick me up, Y'all, y'all son. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Oh, for real. And then I get another whooping when I get home. <laughs> like, oh, come on, man. Double whoopings? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, we probably all experienced that. Mm. Yes. But, you know, they all wanted the best for us. They had high ambitions for us, and they wanted us to be successful. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm very thankful for I that second elder that generation. No, 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 no. No, no. no. Why? Because when they are whooping you, why do y'all say shut up? <laughs> oh, oh, hey. And then he, wait, why do they, they tell her that? But when they come Shut back, your mouth. Shut. If you stop hitting me, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> but you keep hitting me. And then, I say shut up right now. You still hitting me, so I'm going to still holler. So if you stop hitting me, then I'll stop hollering. Hold up. So why y'all say that as parents? Move your hand. I don't know. Move I don't remember hand. saying that. Move your hand. Move, move your hand. Move your hand. Yeah. Make me break it. I brought you in this world and take you yeah. out. Oh. Well, who said I wanted to fight you? <laughs> that, why do they always come out your mouth? We doing what y'all say. We standing still. We doing a, I take, wait, wait a minute. What, what, why do we got to be taken out right. if we doing what you saying? <laughs> and you better not holler. That hurts. So we just supposed to not holler. <laughs> Really? And then when y'all walk off and we still sniff, 
don't let me hit it again. You like. Fix your face. Yeah. Fix your face. Fix your face. Why y'all tell us that y'all and beat halfway the hell out of us that y'all still want us to fix it? We supposed to be happy. Really? We supposed to be happy. Oh, man. And then y'all can hear everything. Hmm, I can't wait till I get grown. Hmm, I'm going to get out. You can get out now. What the hell? <laughs> you in your room. How you in your head. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah. how, do y- how do y'all know that? Is it uh, uh, parents' intuition, mother intuition? How y'all know what we are saying? I don't know. I have had that experience where I, I just knew what my kids were saying or I knew what they were thinking and I would say it and they would be, they would have this confused look on their face. Like how she know that exactly, you know? And I, I do think it's some kind of intuition. I do think it's uh, I, I don't know. Or I think it might be that you're so tuned into your child sometimes that you know exactly how they might think or feel about I know something. I had me a book. I write down every time I got a woman when I'm going to run away. Mm. What I'm gonna take with me? And it, <laughs> I ain't coming back. I had a job when I was seven. I'm mm. gonna go work here, mm. and I'm not coming back. I'm gonna go stay over here, and I'm not coming back. And I'm gonna buy this, and I'm gonna buy that. Mm. But then it was time to run away for real. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Nah. But yeah, I I didn't never understood that. And then y'all will punish us. Then go in there, and then y'all think about it, and then y'all come back and be nice. So now we scared. I, I did this because I love you. Yeah. And uh-uh. No, no. Be, that's not it. Because you love me? Right? No, that's not it. I'm whooping you so when you get old enough, you will understand why I'm whooping you. Wait a minute. Only thing I did was burnt up a pot. <laughs> so I'm getting whooped for this pot. Was it the I paid pot? too much money for this mm-hmm. pot. That pot was seventy nine ninety nine. You got the money for no mail. <laughs> So y'all hold it against us. So when we get grown, you remember when you was little and you burned my pot up? I think I want one of them for uh, Christmas. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah, my mama used to say, you remember when you did this? No, mama, I don't remember doing that. You did it. Okay, mama. So why y'all, I'm still asking the question, why do y'all do us like that? And then get us in public and grab you by your shirt. Come here. You better get yourself with a sin. I even say one word. Say something. You think I spit? Say forget it. I'm gonna slap you. Slap out that chair over there. You sitting like this. And people tell me, "Oh, your baby's so pretty, baby." You don't know Mama right there. <laughs> you don't know what Mama just told me. Mama just threatened me. I'm gonna call CPS when it's I only- figure out that number. <laughs> she gonna let me out. <laughs> and you know, you can tell. And now your mom. Yeah. And don't be in church. Mm. Ooh. Mm. And miss the Lord's word, you in trouble. Mm. Especially with grandma. Mm. Grandma is on beat with every drum in there. Mm. The tender mm. tantrums and everything. Them Baraka shaking, grandma shaking. Yes. 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 And the preacher repeated himself 15 times, less than 30 seconds. Mm. Yes. Y'all didn't know that, did he? No, I didn't know that. Y'all didn't know that. Yes. I went to a church like that. My mom gave me a dollar, right? She said, put this dollar in church. I want some candy. So I went to the store and got four quarters. Mm. I know how many times that plate come out. Mm. They, they plate, they collect their money. Mm-hmm. I put a quarter in it. Mm. I had 50 cents. They were enough to give me some candy. Mm. Mm. Yes, I was wrong. 
But you know, your CNC, you don't get your CNC with your 12, 20, 10 left. <laughs> my mama cut all my scenes because I was wrong. I used to go hide in the bathroom for Sunday school, stand on the stalls. Mm. I had me a little click, you know. Mm. I got tired of hearing about Meshack, Nego, and the Billy Goat. <laughs> <laughs> got tired. Uh, got tired of hearing. I got tired of hearing. Yeah, I don't know nothing about the breed and none of that. I yeah, just, you know. it was uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and one bad Negro. That's what we used to say. And, you know, I was one of them, so I have a lot of praying to do in my time because I did some things, y'all know, in the church. I got to stop it, you know. I was the one looking under the stalls in the women's bathroom. Yes, I was. Especially with them, some of them women coming there that were fine. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. <laughs> you get on down there, drop the quarter down there. <laughs> Baby, you okay next door? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, sing all them old stockings she had on. So don't be ruined in the middle. Girl, you need some new stockings. <laughs> 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 so I was seeing it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Wow, wow. I'm sorry, y'all. No, I'm just doing it's I'm, all just, right. I'm just doing so much confession so the Lord know I did tell the truth mm. after all these years. I hear you. I hear you. We witness. Yes. <laughs> so I know that you said you were telling us that you started a new company. So yes. that's that was one of your ambitions. Kind of tell us about that. Uh the name of my company is called Those Girls Transport. And you know the reason it's those girls because it's a, a black owner female company, and um, it um, hauls different type of things like cars and boats and houses and pipes and steel. And uh, I wanted to be my own boss. I got tired of punching a clock every day. I got tired of getting up going by what other people want you to do. Because mm. for one, the money don't change. People change. And in order to do that, you have to step out on faith. And that's what we did. We stepped out on faith and we got out there. And I'm the only driver. So I get out there and I drive. And within that, I was also blessed to be able to go higher and purchase something bigger and better. And uh, those girls' transport brought me a lot of ways. And I am, um, it is online. So you can Google those girls transport, but it's girls with a Z, not a S, because I went professional. It was those girls, and you will pull up everything you need to know about my company when the company started, and hopefully pretty soon I'll be able to uh, veer out and get a second person to, to drive, and I want to keep it in a female status. So as for that, I'm urging all females, if you got uh, uh, ambition on something that you really want to do in life, whether it's driving trucks, owning your own catering business, do it. Do it. Don't let nobody stop you. We are born in this world as slaves at one time. It's not no more. So if you can get out there and be your own independent person, get out there and do that. It, it, it'll, it'll bring joy to you knowing that, you actually made it mm. and doing it. And you, just because COVID-19 out there, COVID-19 was a blessing because everybody, that's the time that you started saving money and not spending money. And you can use that money you save to go and do your dream. 
So that's what happened with me. The money that I was spending, I was able to save and save and put on to some that bring more finance to help where I'm at. So it's not really a bad thing. It's actually a good thing for those who was middle class or low where we can come up. So if you if you played your cards right and your finance right, you'll see it did. Well, I agree with you on that. You know, I I think that for a lot of people, COVID gave them the time to really reflect on where they were and where they saw themselves being and what they needed to do to get there without some of the things that would distract them, you know, because there wasn't no way to go. So you had to read more. You had to walk more, exercise more. Some people just sat there and watched TV all the time or was on the Internet. But a lot of people did use the time to reflect. And, and, and I know I reflected on my ambitions, and that's kind of how this was born, just wanting to um, really bring people together who were on this journey and give people tools, give people inspiration for you know, that journey to make a better life. And so I wanted to go to you, DK, and I wanted you to talk to us about your journey as an artist. You know, what what does ambition mean to you? What are your ambitions? Well, <laughs> well, ambitions to me is, is just really going for it. You're just really going for it. If, that's, if, if it's something in your heart and desire that you want to do, you just you go for it and regardless of whoever's going to say something, whatever, because there's haters everywhere and somebody trying to tell you you can't do something. So if it's really in your heart for for you to do it, just go ahead and do it. And you'll be happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I congratulate you on your business because it's important to, I think, you know, ownership is important. If you, to own something, it's just, you know, everything. You know, I'm tired of the clocking in and stuff like that, making money for somebody else, and they don't care about you. Right. They don't care about you. They don't care what you've gone through. They don't. They don't. They just want you to clock in and be there. You know, so that's that's important. Ambition, just just going for it. I, I've been singing all my life. Start off in the choir. Uh, noticed my father doing it. And ever since then, I've always been hooked into uh, singing. Got in the band. And that's just always been my life. Music has always been uh, just just such a, a soul, such a soul search, such a... a a coming, becoming me, becoming DK, because uh, being able to put words on paper, like English was uh, always kind of like my second or third love or whatever, but poetry, learning how to do poetry or bringing a story to life has always been, and to be able to sing about it uh, was always a love of mine. I took it, I started taking it really serious. When I got a scholarship at school, when I went off to school and they gave me a, a scholarship for choir, and I was like, "Damn, okay, all right." Well, I to me that 
you know, that was the signature. Like, okay, I'm I'm gonna do this, you know. So I've been pushing ever since. That's cool. You know, I of course as a poet, I think that uh words are everything. I think that um I heard somebody say that words are spells. You know, that's why they call it spelling. Right. So if you want your life to be a certain way, you speak about it. Right, right, right. And you shouldn't even speak, in a sense, idle words. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, by your words you will be justified, and by your words you'll be condemned. And every idle word that you speak, you'll have to give account thereof. And I don't think it means you got to stand before somebody. I think that those words sometimes come to bite you in the butt because Mm – you speak things into existence. So I've started being really careful with what I say and right. and just really using my words to kind of impress upon my mind, on my heart, where I want to go, what I want to do, you know, those kind of things. So I definitely, I like what you said about how writing helped you become DK. Right. Because I think that, especially when you write down goals and you write down your feelings, you know, for me, sometimes my, my head gets so full of emotion, especially with COVID and stuff, all this stuff going on. I mean, it gets so full of whatever, you know, sometimes it's negativity and I just download my brain on the paper and then I can sift it into good and bad, what I want, what I don't want, you know, and really, crystallize you know who I am and where I'm going and all that kind of stuff and it does to me writing does help you become yourself it it helps you be accountable Mm -hmm. for where you are you know I I got a planner and some people say well what good is a planner in 2020 you know a lot of plans are not coming to pass but I've been using that planner like crazy because I've been adjusting my goals adjusting my plans writing down goals, taking notes on books I'm reading, right. writing down affirmations. This is the first year ever that I've actually created my own affirmations. You know, when I hear something really powerful in a book that I'm reading, I write that thing down as an affirmation, you know? Right. And just, I want it to help me become, <coughs> excuse me, I want it to help me become, as you said, myself, right. that that best that perfect expression of myself. Right. So, so do you write most of your own music? I I write everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I write all my music. Okay, keep going. <laughs> I know we had some strange sounds going on that we were hearing. It's close to Halloween, you know. <laughs> And I I write everything, everything mm. that I've I've done, I've written myself, wow. and I, I take, and I take pride in that. I I do. I I really take pride in that. You know, and uh, I just love it. I love to be able to. I gotta hear the beat. I gotta hear the beat. I love to hear the beat. Put these microphones, put the uh, headphones on, and just get a pad and pen. And just do my thing, like Jill Scott. Like for her, she her one of her favorite things to do is she go sit in the park, mm-hmm. and she'll just let life just do its thing. 
And when I heard that, I'm like, shit, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, I've gotten uh, inspiration, inspirations of from the craziest plays in the shower because the beat is playing in the head. It just, it'll replay, 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 replay. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I can, yeah, all right. And then I'll, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'll be, I'll hurry up. I'm like, so I don't forget it because I don't, uh, so that happens. Like, you, like, man, that, that's, that's dope. Friend, what up? Make sure you put your towel on before you hurry up. Oh, it's just. <laughs> you, you say you hurry up now. Hold up. Because you don't know who in the house. Now. No, it's just we me. We don't want you running through there like that. It's, it, it's just me. I, you know what I'm saying? I run to the little studio. Okay. Like, okay. You know. Make sure now. Nah, you you know. don't lie. I, 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 I think people think you run through that book naked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can get, it, you can get this, you know, anywhere. It just, the music, the beat plays constantly in your head. Like, if Beans Cornbread sends me a beat, and I'm just like, and I keep playing, I keep playing, I'll be in the car, keep playing it. And I just jot down, well, I can go here, I can go here, I can go here, I can go here. And I choose the title. As soon as you get the hook down, everything else is easy. Cool. I had my first experience um, writing to a beat. The other day, um, somebody sent me a beat, and they were like, "Come up with some lyrics for this," and I was listening to it. And uh, so that that was an interesting experience because I had never done that before, mm-hmm. you know. But they told me what they wanted the title to be, so I had that too, right? You know, so I was like, "Okay, this is cool. I actually like this. I actually like this." So that was that was very interesting. It's still really going to be spoken word. I'm not going to be singing, even though I can sing a little bit. But you know, so that was kind of cool. So, what's the song that that you brought for us that we're gonna be listening to? Well, the single I'm pushing is called "Bottom Shelf." Uh, it's on the upcoming album called "Brown Liquor," which is uh, well, the, the little story about it. We uh, you know, we we go into Southern blues. You know what I'm saying? My first love is soul and R&B. So, but Southern blues is pretty much you know. Same thing, and so you know, Tucker doing his thing. Shout out to Tucker, you know, Pokey, uh, Sir Charles Jones, uh, TK Soul, uh, shoot, um, Disney Childs, Bills, because <laughs> that's my favorite one. Can you pay my bills? Can you pay my bills? <laughs> I mean, them, them boys is doing their thing, and the music is hot, so we we went, you know, we going through that, we we, we pushing for that. And the first single is called Bottom Shelf. Now, Bottom Shelf is, uh, and everybody's been there. I mean, like, you know, you want to sip on something, but you, you ain't got that Hennessy money. Mm. You ain't got that Crown money. I drink Moscato. I drink Moscato, too. Girl. I know John filmed me over there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, you want, you, want that, you want that Hennessy, but you got that Hennessy money. You got that. Box wine money. You got mm. that. <laughs> you got you got that Boone's Farm money. That you know night what I'm that, that, ooh, that no, Yeah, rose. but that Thunderbird or whatever you're drinking. Ooh. Yeah. Lord, I'll never do that ever again. <laughs> ever. Ever. But yeah, that, that's what you know bottom shelf is, you know. We uh got that got a funky beat, beans cornbread produced and put the words down and been pushing it. 
Yeah, you sang that at a showtime for us, and and the people really loved it. It was it was really awesome. I really enjoyed that. Thank you. So it's it's on my page. Um, the people that are on the Facebook Live, you can go to uh, Zenashe Z E N A S E. So we're gonna be listening to it, you know. Um, but you can listen to it on my page. And I love this bass line. I love, you know, I love the songs, like the old time songs when you have the one instrument come on, like the bass come on. And then you have the drums come on. And then you have, you know, another instrument come on. And then the lyrics start. I mean, it's just, to me, it's just. That build up. Yeah, it's a build up. Yeah. And you don't hear that now, like in a lot of the music, you don't hear it's it, everything comes on at once. It's like no, I want to go back to the old days when you right. had that that build up, and, and I love that say, about this song. That very white voice, mm. <laughs> when you're breaking on through. Yeah. See, I didn't know you had that very white voice. I mean, you know, we we all can put that voice down. You know, just that's what I'm talking about. I mean, mm. and this is that stepping music, you know. You, you can picture, I picture my parents, even though I never saw my parents dance together in life, I could picture them dancing to this. Right. You know, because this reminds me of that, that 70s, 80s vibe when it was just, you just had the music playing in the background just because it set a mood. Right. You didn't I'm gonna even lose that music. I need to get that CD. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna put I it in my you. truck. I'm gonna be rocking on down the road. I oh you. yeah, I got you. I got you. I'm gonna promote you. Oh, hey, amen. Yeah, it's it's I got you. Amen. I got you too. Yeah, Make sure you give me some business cards because that uh, trucking is a real deal. I got you. Know you get your CDLs. Let me know. Oh hey, amen. All right, all right. And I wanted to say about a. Good lyrics and also just good a good voice when it's just smooth when the voice is just smooth and it just feels like it's to me it reminds me of butter you know mm. like I think of like Anita Baker I think of Michael McDonald like that melt in your mouth kind of just it's just smooth then I say make me make me try to figure out you trying to get on a creep tonight on Planet Fish <laughs> I, I I'm not. Mm-hmm. I have, mm-hmm. I got traumatized by plenty of fish. I mean, mm. you know, I haven't you been back since. Being I'm being mesmerized. <laughs> Maybe we find out you got a negligee hidden up there with, with <laughs> laughing lyrics on it. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a couple of negligees and none of them have laughs and lyrics on them, <laughs> you know. But I do have a couple of little lacy little outfits. I do, I do. She naughty off your song. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that will be a first. (laughs) That might be, you know, I might have to put it on my agenda to play the music of one of my my guests, Uh one of my artists. When I'm, as you said, being naughty, that's what you said, being naughty. I, I might have to put that on my agenda. I've never done that before. That would be that would be a new thing. Let us find out you got it on your league. <laughs> I got a homeboy in mind. He, uh, I did this old song called, um, oh, man, I did this one song, and he said uh, he made love to his girlfriend. I don't listen to that song. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, man. Yeah, I, 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 I ain't going to lie, man. No homo, man. I, sm- I, I smashed my girl listening to your song. I'm like, <laughs> Cool. All right. 
That's what's up. But see, you're gonna you're gonna get that when you get to be big and famous. You know, people gonna be talking about, oh, we made a baby listening mm-hmm. to your song. You hey. know, we we named him after you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey. What's the name of that bottom what? Bottom shell. That's it right there. <laughs> the bottom. The bottom. <laughs> <laughs> the last to be born. The bottom shell. Yeah. Mm. And now my son's name is DK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me introduce you to David Christopher. Now, see, I ain't having no more, but, you know, there might be somebody out there. There you go. There might be somebody out there that... that, that. Is listening to that right now and be like, okay, I'm gonna use that later on tonight because uh, that was smooth. Put you in the mood, smooth, just just make you feel good. You know, the one thing I love about poetry, music, and comedy, they all make you feel so good. It's like right. you just take a deep breath and you're like, ah, oh, that felt good. Life is that stressful felt enough. Good. So to have entertainment like that. That's what we need. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I loved about the live shows, but even with the podcast, you know, you walk into the room, you have all these people there with all these different talents, and then you get a little bit of this energy that just stays with you. And, you know, I remember uh, Darcy Cole, you know, she uh, was a performer on my show, and she said, she said, this is like my church. I come in here and I get some uplift for the week. I can't even make it through the week without, you know, coming over here because I just, it makes me feel so good. And that just made me feel good because I was like, that's what people need. They need something to help them get through the week. They need right. some inspiration. They need some uplift. They need some encouragement, some motivation. And and it's so beautiful, the arts, they bring that that to life. And, and when you have that... You know, it's a group project. You know what I'm saying? When you put a song together or you put a show together, it's a group project. People are bringing all of their energies, their talents, you know, they're bringing that vibe. And then you end up with this piece that's left over. And it's got all of this mix of of talents and, and, and just this person added this, this person added this. And even with this show that we're doing right now, you know, we got your mix and your mix and my mix, you know, and, and it just brings this new thing to life, you know, and the people that are in the audience can feel the energy, you know, they can feel this connection. And I just, I just think it's so powerful. And that's, that's what makes me love the art so much is that it's alive. It's alive. It's not. It's not dead, and and that song will live on. You know what I'm saying? People, a hundred years from now, could be playing bottom shelf. They may not even know what the bottom. A hundred years from now, they may not even have liquor in bottles on shelves, and they still could be playing that song. Be like, I don't know what you're talking about, but man, it make me feel good. <laughs> you know. Yeah. DK, let me find out somebody leaving their black church shoes and, and socks at somebody's house because of your song. Hey. <laughs> let me find out. Hey. You, know, you know how them old men leave their trousers and stuff. Let me find mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Let me find suspenders. out. Wow. With the suspenders, you With know? With the suspenders. Yeah. Who did, I, you know what? That's crazy. Suspended, <laughs> <laughs> they put it on their, dro- on their boxes? And like, what? <laughs> because they didn't have elastic back then. They just made elastic. And then the yeah. elastic ain't too good now. You wash them too many times, they done let go. 
You know, you have one string and you pull it, like everything just start coming apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you just just go on and burn it because go you gotta save it. Let it go. Ain't nothing strong these days. Mm-mm. You just bought these pair of drawers and you just pull that one string you hold it. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Let it go. Don't even touch it. <laughs> so. You know, Tay-Tay told us how she wanted to kind of encourage people even going through this COVID situation. What do you want to say about, you know, your encouragement for people that are dealing with what we're dealing with right now? You know, what is your encouragement for the people out there? Um, stay strong. Stay strong. Take it one day at a time and keep on moving. And uh, God bless the ones that, that uh, did get sick and, and the people that are not here. Uh, like um, what's his name? The guy, but but uh, Fred the Godson, yeah, Fred the Godson died. Uh, what about a month ago? Mm-hmm. Something like that from COVID. I had it back in uh from my job, and I was out of work for like twenty five days. Wow! But it was um, but it, I had a uh, end up having uh, it was a uh, was it leukemia. Um, pneumonia. pneumonia and uh, so yeah it, it was crazy and I you know I thank God that I was you know he blessed me I, it wasn't like super bad but I just had a little trouble breathing but I mean uh, within a week week and a half I started feeling better so you know you just gotta pray first and keep on moving just pray first keep on moving don't let it stop you all right, okay. Well, we're going to draw this to a close. And how do the people find you, DK? Oh, you can find me on Facebook. Baby books. You know, <laughs> <laughs> David Christopher. That's with a K. You dig? Instagram, D Christopher. Uh, YouTube, David Christopher. Twitter, D Christopher. Yeah. You want me, you can get at me. You can touch me. I'll at me. Books. Versus, let's work. Let's get it in. You know, ain't nothing to it but to do it. I'm here. I ain't giving up. What's happening? Awesome. And and I do have his links on my page and also on the Facebook event. And Tay Tay, how can people find you? Well, I'm on Facebook at uh, Tay Tay Damn Show. Gonna make you laugh. Excuse my language, but that's what it is. And then I'm on Instagram as Big Stud1975. Ain't with no further than that because you know I don't want nobody to be searching for me. I might be. Wanted by the FBI, CIA. <laughs> so I'm going to have Santa Shay to hook me up with some more of these things or either DK. Get me in there so y'all can find me. Only search for me in time of needs of laugh. Only. Only laughter. Only. But look for him when them babies start coming for child support. <laughs> There's DK over there. He gave y'all all his information with these bedroom songs he's making. Look for him. Because I ain't song nothing like that. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm gonna have to put the. I got it down. I say she looking like she ready for a hot date tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Oops, she over there thinking about it now. Do he want to wear trousers with the suspender hook to the drawers, or do he want to wear a full body armor suit? Now you making me sound like I'm gonna be dating some old old man with trousers with suspenders. Well, okay. See, you went back. You say this look like a song that go all the way back. That's the kind well, of voice you yeah. had. You were soothing with it. You had it back like that. All right. Well, I can See? do this. <laughs> you know, I can do that. I mean, 
Um, yeah, yeah, I am Jarrell said, uh, he was like, you should just come over and just read bedtime stories to people. <laughs> I was like, I don't think any, you know, like people that are in relationships would like that. I said, maybe I'll do that online. Maybe I could have a whole OnlyFans where I just read bedtime stories to people. Because see what he was saying, you can make the bedtime story come alive. Oh, like, no, no, no. Like, he wasn't saying that to me. He didn't mean that. He just meant that I could put him to sleep. That's yeah, all that's he meant. That's what he meant. Like, 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 hickory dickory dot or Little Red Riding Hood. Little Red Riding Hood running through the woods with a basket. You know, that kind of voice, you know. The wood blew down the house and it was powerful. You know, you know, you got, got the voice for it. Well, That's what he's saying. You. I appreciate there that. I go. appreciate that. Y'all check out on the bedtime stories. Check out. Yeah, I, I might have to shoot. I might have to do a a, a CD called Bedtime Stories <laughs> and, and just yeah, go. just put on a seductive voice. Well, <laughs> I want to thank you guys for joining us for Zenergy. I wanted to show you. I've got some new merchandise. If you go on the um, on my website. This is actually Poetic Justice Spit Truth. I got mugs. I have, this is a Poetic Justice Spit Truth shirt, you know, and I got a pillow and blankets and socks and all kind of stuff. So we have like 14 different designs, www.laughs, L-A-U-G-H-Z-N, the letter N, lyrics, L-Y-R-I-C-S, merch.com. And you can find all kind of stuff to inspire you. You know, I love this shirt. It's so comfortable. I'm telling you. This is 2X. I'm a size 18 with double Ds, and I mean, this is just it's real comfortable. Because some of those 2X be pulling, but this is nice, nice, nice. Mm. Okay, so I, I want you guys to check out, you know, the merchandise, support, support DK, you know, support Tay-Tay's business. If you got some transport that you need to get done, you know, support right. me, okay? You know, we got to support our black businesses. And, and, and I want you to stay encouraged. Stay encouraged. Keep moving forward. As both of our artists have said, keep moving forward. Thank you guys for joining us. May you walk in Zenergy. Give the gift of lift. Lift people up. Lift people up so when they look at your, your shirt, they look at your mug, they get an inspiring message. They're lifted. Mm -hmm.